0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds back in the studio halfway point of the week as Hurricane Ian bears down or at least getting ready to bear down on Florida. We've got a lot of questions up in the air as far as our... Chiefs-Bucks game on Sunday, originally supposed to happen in Tampa Bay. Now, last I heard, they're thinking about U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Is that what you've heard? Well, that is what I've heard, but there's been no
1: decision made yet. And I think probably the NFL and the Buccaneers are waiting to see just exactly what the level of damage is in Tampa. If there is going to be any, and you have to suspect with a nearly Category 5 hurricane that there will be some level of discomfort. So we'll wait and see what happens. I really feel like they will move the game and probably to Minneapolis. Uh, what they'll do as far as the crowd is concerned, probably let everybody in for free, I would imagine. But that's speculation, don't know. I promise you, though, the game will go on because that's an NBC Sunday night game and you can't afford to have one of them scrubbed or moved.
0: Did I hear you say they'd let everyone in there for free? It's happened before when they've moved to
1: venues like that, yeah. Or it's a nominal fee like $5 or something like that.
0: I mean, if they if if they were smart and the NFL actually, what I don't know, that's questionable. Uh, maybe raise some money for those who are affected by the hurricane in Florida. <laughs> and, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's no, how a thinking. nominal fee would be. Yeah. Yes. That's kind of how I was thinking, but if it's free, I can guarantee there's going to be a giant wave of red driving north uh, Saturday this weekend. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see uh, what goes down as long as they don't change the time. I'm good. I don't see how they can,
1: because it's all fit into these the uh, general schematic that NBC has, and they have that program for a certain amount of time to disrupt this unless there's some kind of catastrophe
0: that uh, doesn't really happen very No, right and, often. and flexing doesn't start for another, what, two weeks? Well, oh, not until the uh, really the end of November. Yeah, yeah, so we've got a little bit of time before they can start pulling that stuff on us, but in the meantime, let's hope they can pull it off, whether they do it up north or down south. Um, speaking of which... Literally the next day after Sunday, the Chiefs let go Amendola, which uh, no surprise to me. I mean, Justin Reed was doing better than he was. Well, Amendola, when he was signed, knew very well that he was short-term with the Chiefs,
1: and he didn't really acquit himself very well anyway. I think the, the hidden message is that Harrison Butker probably is pretty close to coming back right now. But yeah, Justin Reed can still fill in. This guy's a multi-talented athlete. He was at Stanford, played a little soccer out there as well as football. He can, he can do some things. Obviously, if he played soccer, he can kick. He has shown that in the NFL, so I think that's where they'll go from here on in or until
0: Harrison Butker gets back. Should have tried it last week and at least one of those last ones. I would have probably felt better going into the situation, (laughs) but uh, it is what it is. You got to move on from it. So a penalty for basketball at Memphis. What's going on with that? This is
1: a three-year probation handed down to the Basketball Tigers at Memphis University. What's interesting is that the NCAA found seven violations. Now, The NCAA categorizes violations from level one to level four and level five and so forth. Theirs were fairly serious violations, but it's a three-year probation, no penalty to coach Penny Hardaway, although his name was mentioned in the investigation, and no ban from postseason play. That's really the big one. This even had in it a charge of lack of institutional control, and that's one of the major penalties that the NCAA uh, uh, meets out. But the fact is that the NCAA said, nope, you can go ahead and play in postseason. You do have to be fined $5,000. But come on, that's $5,000. Memphis is on a three-year probation. They better not stub their toe again.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they probably have to hire a couple, uh, what do they call them? Stooges Kind (laughs) of make sure they're uh, keeping up on the up and up You know what I mean Cardinals and Royals Got some action last night. Did they both get dubs? They did, and with the Cardinals' win, they
1: clinched their division. Of course, you knew it was a foregone conclusion anyway, but Cardinals knocked off the Milwaukee Brewers 6-2 in Milwaukee. Miles Michaelis, who has really been up and down this year, was up last night, struck out nine, held the Brewers completely in check. I'm not a big fan of the Brewers' team. They're, they're really... They, they were a power-oriented team about two years ago, and they have really diminished greatly. Uh, one of their home uh, one of their runs, I should say, was a home run last night. Rowdy Tellez, who who's a good player, but their mix isn't very good. Interestingly enough, I say that because they could be in the playoffs. So the Cardinals clinch. They are going to be playing in the divisional playoffs because they're not going to be one of the three teams that has the better record. The Dodgers and either the Mets or Braves, whichever one wins the Eastern Division, uh, has a better record than the Cardinals. So they'll, get, they'll be idle for the playoffs. But the Cardinals will have to play the least of the wild card teams. Right now, that is Philadelphia. But Philadelphia's lead over the Brewers is one game. That is all. One game, and neither team is playing very well at the moment. So, we'll see what happens. Tigers and the Royals, well, the Royals had the lead, 3-0 in this game. Zach Greinke pitching very well in a late-season assignment. But the Tigers came back to win 4-3, so we don't have any good news as far as the
0: Missouri teams are concerned. Well, it's getting close. we got a week as of today before the regular season's over. Regular season will end on a Wednesday
1: with all the teams playing at the very same time. I love this concept. This is all brought about by the fact that there was a disruption to the season, but they'll all play in afternoon. They're all day games. Next Wednesday, everybody at the same time. So the season will (laughs) allegedly end at the same time for everybody that affects the playoffs which begin two days later on a friday friday i think for the national league first and american league second on saturday and they are the first of the best of three playoff games involving the wild card so we'll we'll see it'll be uh, interesting uh, there's <laughs> no predicting what's going to happen because these are three game playoffs to begin and anything can happen in a short series when are we going to know who the uh, cardinals are facing probably the last day of the season you think wednesday uh, uh, well, yeah, the way things are going right yeah, now. I think you're right. Both Philadelphia and Milwaukee, they're the two contenders. San Diego appears to be in. They've got a two-game lead. It's either they're going to be the Mets or the Braves, one or the other. They're tied for the lead. Now, of course, you want to win because you get time off. But even the loser there gets, you know, it's a wild-card team, so either of those teams is in. The teams battling for it right now are the Phillies and the Brewers, and they're one game apart,
0: and... The way this season's going, who knows? Man, it's crazy to get it that close, but that's the way it happens in baseball. Uh, the judge hit one yesterday? Judge hit none. Still. He did not. The Yankees won, and the Yankees clinched their division.
1: But <laughs> Judge, he, he may not hit anymore because they walked him four times last night. Now, I watched a little bit of the game. These are, not, these are what are called semi-intentional walks. When Judge comes up there, he's such an imposing figure. The pitchers are throwing to him, but they're throwing they're trying to nibble at the corners and do all that sort of thing. They're not putting anything right down the middle for him to blast out of the ballpark. He did have a hit last night, but it was obviously not a home run. So uh, neither Pujols nor Judge had home runs
0: last night. I kind of, you know, he's a Yankee. I kind of feel bad for him, though, because it's like no one's it's everyone kind of gave Pujols the chance, but uh, they're not doing that for the judge.
1: Interesting thing about Judge is that he is one home run away from tying the American League record held by Roger Maris. And the whole Maris family is there each time. They're just waiting to <laughs> congratulate him. And, and they're, they're there and it's
0: been in frustration so far. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm sure the Yankees are covering their seats. Oh, so the, at least they're getting to go to a bunch of games. Uh, speaking of which, uh, the Bears have a road trip on Saturday and another tough test.
1: It really is. And I hope the Bears aren't overlooking this one. I doubt that they are. Coach Petrino doesn't operate under that uh, that scheme of things. This is North Dakota that the Bears are going to be playing on Saturday at noontime up at Grand Force, North Dakota. North Dakota is a good team. They're probably not as strong and physical as South Dakota State, nor their buddies, North Dakota State. But North Dakota still can play. Each team will have 2-2 and records going in and each is coming off a loss, a conference loss. North Dakota fell to Southern Illinois, and Mike Southern Illinois has really come roaring back after a slow start. They're a good team. North Dakota lost to them in Carbondale, and the Bears, as everybody knows, lost to South Dakota State. Two wins for North Dakota are very impressive. They defeated Northern Iowa, a conference rival, and went out to Flagstaff, Arizona, and knocked off a good Northern Arizona team. So two wins for the Fighting Hawks, and will yeah, this is going to be a good test for the Bears. I think they can win if they keep their heads about them, and the offensive line gives Jason Shelley some protection. But that's a noontime game on Saturday, and it will be a very interesting one.
0: It will be. Hopefully they can get a dub, because they definitely need it, so they can get that spot in the end. All right, Ned, have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.